The other night I watched a movie on television entitled Made in Heaven. It's a 1987 film that starred Timothy Hutton and Kelly McGillis. Timothy Hutton in this movie plays a young man named Mike Shea, who drowns as he's helping a young woman and her children escape from their car, which has just gone off the road and into a river. I watched this particular movie for a reason. I wanted to see exactly how heaven was portrayed in it. So very often, my brothers and sisters, in movies, on television shows, in novels, in popular songs, God's eternal kingdom is depicted in a very strange way. At least I think it's strange. Hopefully you've noticed. It's depicted as being almost exactly like Earth. Life in heaven is portrayed in these shows and books and other things as being almost exactly like life here. Sometimes even including the presence of sin and other imperfections. And that, I'm sad to say, was the way it was in this particular film. In fact, heaven in this movie was pretty much a place where souls went after death while they waited to be reincarnated back on earth. It was not a place where people lived eternally and joyfully in God's loving presence. Now, just in case anybody is unclear about the matter, we as Catholics do not believe in reincarnation. Hebrews 9.27 says it explicitly, we die once and after death we are judged. There are no second times around. There are no do-overs when it comes to this earthly existence, which is why we need to, as the old saying goes, get it right the first time. This film also portrayed heaven as a place where bad language and fornication are allowed, along with almost every other sin with the exception, I suppose, of murder. Murder, after all, would be impossible simply because all the people in heaven are already dead. Today in the Universal Church, we celebrate the feast of Mary's Assumption into Heaven, the real heaven. This teaching of the Church, which was officially promulgated in 1950, but is part of the deposit of faith that goes back to the apostles themselves, this teaching reads as follows. The Immaculate Virgin, preserved free from all stain of original sin, when the course of her earthly life was finished, was taken up, body and soul, into heavenly glory, and exalted by the Lord as queen over all things, so that she might be more fully conformed to her Son, the Lord of Lords, and the conqueror of sin and death. Mary's assumption reminds us of our ultimate destiny at the end of time, if we leave this life in the state of grace. When we physically die, our souls are separated from our bodies, and they go either to heaven or to hell or to purgatory. But even those people whose souls go to heaven directly or who go to heaven after passing through purgatory, they will be without their bodies until the resurrection of the dead at the end of time.
But for Mary, it's different. When Mary's earthly life was finished, her body and soul were not separated. Rather, they were assumed, taken by Almighty God into heaven. And one of the pieces of evidence we have for this is the fact that in the early church, no one ever claimed to have relics from the body of the Blessed Mother. No one ever claimed those relics because, we would say as Catholics, there weren't any to claim. Her body was already in heaven. So the bottom line is this. In anticipation of what will happen to all the saints at the end of time, and that includes, God willing, all of us, Mary has already entered the kingdom of heaven, soul and body. That's what the Assumption is all about, the Feast of the Assumption. This means that in the life of heaven, our whole being will be involved, not just our soul, but also our body. We sometimes say, let's get our souls saved, and that's okay to say, but really Jesus came to save all of us, the entire package, body and soul. And heaven will be far, far greater than anything we can or will experience here on this earth. For those who are blessed to enter it, heaven will be a place of perfection, absolute perfection, a place where death and everything that goes along with death, like sickness, suffering, all of that will be swallowed up in victory, as St. Paul would put it. Even if there were such a thing as reincarnation, and there isn't, but even if there were such a thing, the fact is, people who are in heaven, the real heaven, would reject it. They would categorically, absolutely reject it. They would want no part of it. I mean, why would they want to trade a life of absolute perfection for a life in this valley of tears? I sure wouldn't. St. Paul indicates in 2 Corinthians 12 that he once had a very profound spiritual experience in which he got a little glimpse of heaven. And that, by the way, is the most that anyone ever gets on this side of the grave, a brief, veiled glimpse of heaven. Paul had one. I'm not so sure about Dr. Eben Alexander, who spoke here in Westerly the other night. I have some questions about his experience. I read his book a few months ago. But we know Paul did have an experience of God's kingdom. And yet that same Paul also wrote these words. He said, Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the mind of man what God has prepared for those who love him. Please keep that in mind the next time you see a movie, or read a book, or hear a song about heaven. As soon as we begin as human beings to imagine God's eternal kingdom with our finite human minds, we fall short. We have to understand that. And sometimes, as was the case with that movie I saw the other night, Made in Heaven, we fall really short. Now it's true, the Bible does compare heaven to earthly things, like a wedding banquet and a beautiful city. But we need to understand that these are only images, images that God gives us in his word, because they're things that we can relate to, 
things that we can comprehend. However, the reality of heaven is much, much greater. That's good news. And St. Paul reminds us of it in that text I quoted a few moments ago. This is why staying close to God through the sacraments, and especially through the Eucharist and confession, is so important. There's an awful lot at stake in this life. So we need to get it right the first time around. Because it's our only time around. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us. Pray for us today and every day. Pray that we will follow your example of faithfulness, your example of holiness here on this earth, so that we will someday follow you, soul and body, into the real and eternal kingdom of heaven. Amen.